We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And hi, I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And this is Unveiled, your little black book of weddings. Let's get you guys hitched. Hello, Eddie. Hey, Luce. I am so excited for today's episode. Same. Oh my God. Yeah. I think everyone will like hear it in our voices when we dive in. I don't know if you heard about this recent article that came out about the guest that, that left her friend's wedding to go to McDonald's because... The food at the wedding wasn't provided at zero charge. So it wasn't So they it had wasn't to pay supplied. for their meal. Yes. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes. Um, and it wasn't like just sort of a standard meal. It was Michelin star meal, which... It's Michelin star. Yeah, I'm about to explain that. For anyone who doesn't know, because I didn't know either, it's like top quality oh, food. Right. So, so they, they have the, the big, fancy, massive plates and the tiny little speck of food. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I hate those meals. <laughs> and look, we've laughed sometimes about going to weddings and you still being hungry after. And the fancier doing, it gets, doing, the smaller the portion. I don't get doing it. Doing the quick pit stop at Macca's after, on, the, on the way home. But this story gets kind of a little bit worse because prior to the wedding – the friend actually asked the bride if there was going to be any extra fees at the wedding and the bride then proceeded to tell her no. So like most weddings, you don't really take your wallet unless you're told that there's an open bar and you have to buy your drinks, which don't rule it out. It happens. Yeah, like We've also been to weddings sometimes that that's when happened. Sometimes when the, say there's food – and beer, wine, mm. champagne supplied. But if it's like cocktails, then it's like no, not no, no. But we've been to weddings before where the bar is you have to pay for every single drink. Yeah, really? Have, have you we? not? Or did that one in? Yeah, in we Europe. don't need to discuss okay. which one it was, <laughs> just in case. But yeah, um, yeah no, I, I do know that there are there are circumstances where guests should be notified if you are required to pay for something at the wedding. Yeah, absolutely. But basically, this guest then proceeded to turn around and ask the bride if she was able to leave and go and get McDonald's and come back in time for the rest of the proceedings. Oh, okay. So, go leave, go get Macca's <laughs> and come back to yeah. the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> oh because goodness. she remembered seeing a McDonald's on the way to the reception, so asked if she was able to leave. So, go she's and get basically Macca's. seen the menu, seen that the... The, her meal's going to cost yep. an extravagant amount. Yeah. And hold on, I'm going to Macca's. Yeah. And that so the bride then really told well. her no and said that she got, and she got really upset because she was basically like, you're leaving my wedding for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And the guest was like, well, yes, I am. So yeah. basically what I'm getting at here is what do you feel, is there ever a placement for guests paying for their food for their at weddings, food. do you believe? I mean, I don't believe so. But first, no. before we get into what we think, yeah, can we just say that this is a very uncommon story? I don't I know mean, what the source of this article is. What was no, the it's legit. It's a legit it's article. Legit. But yeah, this this stuff doesn't ho- I happen very often. This. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it had some in- interesting points too, as to say what the average guest spends mm. in 
being a guest at a wedding. So, you know, you have to, having to, you're having to consider yeah, accommodation, the wishing yeah, well. Yeah, if you're traveling, yeah. a wishing well, your outfit, if you know, oh, outfits yeah. are important. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah there's it's, a few factors. It's, there's a lot of factors. And especially if you've got, if you're coming into that stage of life where all of a sudden you have no weddings and then you've got about 10 all in space of one year, mm-hmm. it can get super expensive, especially when you've got your mates getting married up and down the coast. Mm. So I, I feel for, yeah. for people there for sure. Yeah. Well, you but should have seen this Reddit question. thread that, you know, it went absolutely it, off. It people were outraged. Yeah. Outraged. You shouldn't have to pay for your meal at a wedding. No. No, no way. I don't think so either. Someone blatantly just said, if you can't afford to give your guests a meal, then don't have the fucking wedding. (laughs) (laughs) We're going a bit rogue. Anyway, I just thought I'd raise that because it's interesting to talk about it from a guest perspective rather than couples, you know. I just thought it was a bit of fun. But also not funny. No, no, no. Not funny. Funny, but not funny. Funny if you're like (laughs) external and not part of the wedding. (laughs) Not very funny if you if you're a guest. If you're the guest, yeah. So yeah, um, crux of it is don't ask the bride or the groom or the couple to don't. The crux of it is don't ever ask the couple if you can leave their wedding to go to McDonald's because the answer is going to be absolutely yeah. fucking. Just not. go after the wedding. Yeah, just go after the yeah. wedding. Exactly. On to the exciting guest that we have on today. I wonder how many people skipped over that intro. Probably heaps. But we are welcoming a very, very wonderful friend of ours, an extremely talented musician, the Duan and only. Yes. And for those of you that haven't already heard his tunes, here is a live recording that he's covered to Leon Bridges' River. River. Oh, it my God. absolutely silky. So yeah. I'll say no more. Enjoy and enjoy our interview with Duan. Dip me in your smooth waters Go winds And men with many crowns Come up for air As my sins flow down the Jordan Oh, I want to come here and give Every part of me But there's blood on my hands And my lips are unclean Take me to your river I want to go Go, oh, oh, oh. Take me to your river I want to know Hi Don. so where'd you grow up and what got you started playing music? I grew up in a little place called Greytown in the um, North Island of New Zealand and I probably started playing guitar at around the age of 10. I had a mate that was like learning uh, classical guitar. He was getting Mm. classical guitar lessons and then um, we became friends at primary school and then um, he kind of wanted a mate to jam with and then kind of started teaching me. Sick. Yeah, so that was um, kind of how it all started but my family, like all of my family, my um, mum and dad play guitar aunties and uncles my grandmother and so it's deeply yeah. in the family yeah it's in the family there's a bit of a cultural thing as well so yeah yeah lovely yeah, but yeah around the age of 10 sort of 
started it's, kicking things early. off. early. It's yeah. always early though, isn't it? Usually if people end up in it, it's usually like they're born with it. And yeah. I feel like if you're talented, you got to start early. Mm. Yeah, but even like, like when I see like young kids now surfing, you know, like younger than 10, I'm like, I wish I had that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we were watching The Voice the other night and I was like, Damn it, I wish I could sing. Yeah. So badly. Too late to start now. <laughs> Never too late. Never too late. Um, so outside of weddings, you're a part of a band. Yeah. I mean, I know you as Dwan and Only, but um, maybe just, what's your band's name? So the band's name is Mana Lion, and we got together in, I think it was like 2012. Okay. It was three of us. So I was like writing, writing songs, but didn't really have a band. I was working as a, um, as a Sparky full time then. Yeah. So yeah, I was writing songs, but never had a band to sort of play with. I was using some software and kind of recording them at home. And then we kind of had an opportunity to enter a competition to play at a festival in Perth. And um, yeah, I kind of had a friend that I used to sort of bump into at the stain and he was like, my brother's a drummer, you should link up with him. And then, yeah, we kind of found another guy that was a guitarist and a drummer, but he ended up playing bass in the band. Yeah. And then we had like a few rehearsals and stuff like this and then we entered this competition and ended up winning the competition. So got to fly over to Perth and play at this festival, which so was, cool. yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Epic. And do you have a yeah. preference like band to... Band to solo. solo. Yeah, it changes like all the time. You know, like some some band gigs might be sick and then the next gig like might not be so great. And the same thing with solo gigs. Like yeah. the energy changes like all the time. For mm. me, I can't kind of just go, yeah, one thing is better than the other. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Yeah. And then so what got you eventually landing in the wedding industry? Well, I started off like gigging properly here in Oz around 2010. I think it's when I moved to Manly. Yeah. Moved in with a couple of randoms. Um, it's the best way to do yeah, it. Just yeah, just yeah. I, I was just like, <laughs> I just need to get to Manly and then like find a place to live. Yeah. So you ended up moving in with a couple of random girls, and um, yeah, when I was moving all my stuff, and I had like a bunch of music equipment, and she's like, I didn't realise you're a muser, and I was like, Nah, I'm not. Like I play, but like I don't really gig or anything like that. And she was like, Do you want a gig? And I was like, Yeah, hell yeah. So she took me down to in situ which um, was like pretty popular at the time back yeah. in 2010 and she used to manage the joint. So she took me down, met the owners and um, she was like, oh, my friend, he's a singer. Can he like jump up and play a song? And then I hit up the guy that was playing at the time and played a couple of tunes. And then the owners were like, you can come back every Thursday. I so think that was the first place I saw you play. Yeah, yeah. was it? In, in situ and or so Donnie's, one of the two. That's mm. it. And anyone yeah. that doesn't know, that's just a little, little bar in Manly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, little cocktail bar. Yeah. So, so you'll in situ first or in situ, I don't know how I pronounce it. In situ. Only been going there for how many years, Ed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but, but in terms of weddings, like, like when was the first wedding you played and like did that just roll over from like bar to, to wedding or yeah, how, how did that so just I, come around? Yeah, it, there would have just been like punters at the pub just going, oh, like do you do private gigs? Mm. So I would have started doing private gigs back in 2010 and then that would have moved into weddings. Yeah. So yeah, it was, and I think like back then 2010, we were getting paid like maybe 200 bucks a gig at in situ yeah and then so i'd like do private gigs and i was like i don't know what to charge so yeah, i was yeah. like charging mm. like 200 300 like bucks for yeah. a wedding oh and then, my goodness yeah. and then <laughs> like my friend like who i was living with she was like you need to like weigh up this price i was like oh no i can't do that <laughs> so it, it sort of took a while like 
a, a few years to sort of like figure out like where you put your value mm. yeah. in that industry. But I'm um, yeah, starting off yeah, 2010, I think it was. I, yeah. I would have done a few weddings back then, and I was like, yeah, charge two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think you did. You've done how many of our mates' weddings, yeah, including yeah. ours? Yeah. But you've done so many of our mates' weddings, and it's just like, yeah, you've. It's always good when you rock up at a wedding and you see Duane and you're like, yes, he's like, here. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna hear some good tunes. <laughs> good tunes. Um, so. Rewinding the clock back to COVID, which was just an average time for all. Mm. You guys started an amazing live stream situation. And I think it kind of started as what you, you did you start it out as like just a Friday night thing? And then from there, people just kind of caught on. And I think it was quite a high demand. You kept so many people sane yeah, during that period of COVID. Including ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So talk us through that time. Like, where did that kind of come about? Well, it all started, I, went, I was back in New Zealand, this was like early March for my granddad's um, unveiling and I remember we were just like sitting in the orchard and then, I don't know, I, don't, I don't, can't remember if we had Wi-Fi or something and then like Zoe, my partner was checking her um, emails and she was like, there's this thing that's happening, she's like, you know, I've got to get back into the country or I'm not going to be allowed there. And we're like, this whole COVID thing was blowing up. So anyway, she came back and then had to go into isolation. I came back a few days later and then I was like, by the time I'd got back, like, everything had been canned. You know, mm. like, there was no events, nothing was happening, and I was just like, wow. I was like, I've got no work. Mm. And then, um, yeah, it was funny, and then, well, it wasn't really funny. But then, <laughs> 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 my mate that I was living with, he was just like, 80% of our work has all been canned. And I was just like, we were both like, holy shit. And then I was like, what can we do? And so he's in like sort of production, media, live streaming and all that sort of stuff. And he was like, what about if we do like gigs from home? Mm. And I was like, why not? So he had all the studio equipment, like all the cameras, Mm. all the microphones and everything, all the switching gear. And then we kind of just set up our living room as like a little studio. Mate, it was was so so sick. I remember getting to Fridays or Saturdays whenever it was. And that was our... That yeah. was our night out. That's what out. we look forward to. Just sitting in the living room yeah. listening to you. and You're Like stowaway margaritas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How good all and the yeah. bars doing yeah. deals. And then Duan and Morgo on I think the it screen. was like Fridays is when we sort of kicked things off. Yeah. Mm. Like dubbed it Friday Drinkies. Drinkies. Yeah, that's what I remember <laughs> it as. It was so good. Yeah. And then we were kind of doing it. Yeah, I don't know. There was like pretty good feedback. We just thought initially like... I wanted to do it with like a bunch of different musos and everybody play like sort of one or two songs each and then we sort of cut to everybody at home and doing their own thing. Mm. But um, I don't know, that, that didn't really work out. So Morgs is like, let's just, you do it, you know, mm. we've got the camera and all the gear set up here. Mm. And then we don't have to like deal with all the variables exactly. of, with other people and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it worked out really well. And mm. look, if you helped us, imagine how many couples you helped as well especially those who weren't able to have their weddings it was just such an average time for everyone i would just want that back that just you guys doing that (laughs) (laughs) on a friday but without the COVID. (laughs) yeah i think we like kind of tried it like once everything opened up and Mm. it just fell short yeah I think because everybody was just Rome keen was like, to get, get back out there. Fuck can, out. Yeah. <laughs> can you go see some live music again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there, there's many different genres of music in the music industry. So what what would you classify yourself as? Do you think? I don't know. Kind of like more sort of soul R and B would be like what I sort of would come back to like the roots of mm. my songs. 
singing style and that, but I also like to branch off a bit, you know, like go a bit folky yeah. or a bit rocky, just sort of depending on the situation. Yeah, but I've like, even heard you play a little bit of reggae sort of tunes too. Mm. Yeah, I was like heavily into that with the band because that's yep. what the sort of the band was based off, sort of mm. reggae and yep. dub. But um, yeah, for when I'm like doing Dwan and only only stuff as like a soloist, it's kind of yeah, a bit of soul and it's it, there's reggae influences in there as well. Yeah. On that. Do you draw any inspiration from certain artists? Changes like all the time, I reckon. Mm. Um, what about with weddings specifically? Because I feel like, you know, I, I don't know if couples, majority of couples go into choosing their wedding playlist and being completely overwhelmed. Do you draw mm. from certain artists as like almost like a suggestion and a template for couples to pick from? Yeah, in terms yeah. of me singing? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll have like a set list of maybe like, I don't know, there's probably... 80 to 100 songs, which like all sort of range from, I don't know, back into the 60s, kind of like Van Morrison style to um, Alton John and mm. then like to sort of more contemporary stuff. And I just send that off to them and then like, if they like that, they just go through there and select what songs they mm. want to sing. Yeah. I will say that I think I've heard some versions of some songs that I love that I like actually like you singing better. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And it, it would be... It's, <laughs> True story. I remember seeing your set list as well when it's the way that you perform certain songs might not even be in the genre that it was originally mm. performed. Like oh, you've yeah. got your own spin on it. So yeah. it's... Um, Which is great. Yeah, it's so cool that you can kind of put your own little spin on, on each tune. Yeah, trying like that. There's definitely like, especially like for learning songs for ceremonies and stuff like that for the mm. processional. I'll be like, oh, I hate this song, mm. and then like yeah. I'll be like singing it like over the week, and I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. Like when I kind of yeah. get to figure out how I'd like to sort of perform it and get it across, and then uh, it's happened with so many songs that I've like, I thought it was like the song, this is shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then like I'll go through like learning, and I'm like, it's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. So with the, you sort of touched on it, but with the structure of the songs that you play, I guess with that playlist, the couples have a, they have a bit of guidance and input into what they're going to be hearing on their wedding day or how does that work? Yeah, so definitely like for the ceremony, I'll get them to sort of go through my set list and like they'll definitely choose the three songs, you know, like for the processional, the signing mm. and then the exit. And then sometimes they'll just be like, do what you want from the set list or they will like pick specific songs yeah, that they okay. want to hear but it's kind of tough too because a lot of the times that they don't really get to hear the songs mm. you know because they're so busy doing like photos and stuff like that that they're not actually around yeah fully oh, and that's, that's what so eddie true, and i actually. are always harping on about is like it's half the reason why we push for people to be at that canopy hour as much as they can because yeah. there's so much cool stuff that you've you know, picked for your day, including yeah. your music, happening at that time. So it's like it's so important that people are just not off taking photos for hours. Yeah, and that's coming sure. from us as photographers. It's like be there for your ceremony because Dwan's yeah. playing and he's playing sick <laughs> tunes. <laughs> so what are some of the questions you think that couples should be asking their musician in the, in the lead up to their wedding? Um, if they're happy to learn songs. Because mm -hmm. I've spoken to some people that I'm like, uh, that have like another musician, and then she's like, oh, like, what do you do about like songs if the couples want to learn it? I'm like, I'll just learn it, mm. you know. But I definitely know that so there's like some users out there that won't do it. They'll be like, no, nah, I don't play that song. So I think that's a big one because like, if you want a certain song played, you know, like you mm. want that person to be able to sing it. Mm. 
And it's just, yeah, I guess flexibility. Is that, is that musician like flexible with learning songs or do they just stick to the same set list that they've got? Yeah, um, the, that's a big one. Yeah, the, well, it just shows that, you know, how talented you are if you can just learn a song from mm. not far out from a wedding. I don't be. do much during the day. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a bit of time yeah, to sort I've of Yeah, I've seen you up at the gym and the sauna in quite a bit, so. <laughs> that's so rich to you, Eddie. <laughs> Um, we actually got a question from a listener the other day in regards to music and yeah. she was wondering if it was weird to sort of have a DJ play at that canopy hour rather than, say, acoustic, which yeah. is what I think we've seen you usually do. Yeah. Is that a weird thing to ask of a musician if they double as both acoustic and a DJ? No. No. I don't think it's weird. But Have you done it? Yeah, do I do it on the weekend? The yeah. Oh, DJ at the canopy. Yeah, nah, the only issue would be with that is that they've got to move all the gear. Ah, uh, okay. So, but so, otherwise it's like, yeah. yeah. If, if that's what they want, you know, like, I don't know, like some people prefer the energy of like a live performance mm. and some people just, you know, like want DJ tunes. Yeah. So yeah, in that really regard, d- you just have to like make sure that's cool with the DJ. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, it can be, like, really simple packing down and shifting again, but some guys won't do it. Yeah, true. that's true. I didn't yeah. even think about all the gear and stuff. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, it's a big one. Like, m- like, most of the weddings I'm doing now is, like, start to finish. So, ceremony, canapes, reception, and then DJ. So, it's, like, four times you've got to set up and pack down. Mm, yeah. Fully, yeah. Which, um, it's doable, but it means that there's, like, a lot less time of, like, performing. Yes. Mm. You know, like, if you've got to move from location, especially if they're, like, 100 metres apart. Yeah. You've got to pack down, trolley everything across, mm. move, set up. So that's another thing to consider as well, like... Really good if, point. Yeah, if you're getting sort of the one person to do everything. Yeah. Yeah, um, keep that in mind. There's a little bit of time in between, like, logistic packing up. Yeah, Yeah, okay. exactly. Didn't think of that. Yeah. So, and, yeah, yeah. W- well, the wedding that we just did on the weekend, you were exactly that. You were doing acoustic... Uh, like the ceremony and then the canapes after yeah and then you move into the reception and you set up all your dj kit and that's you for the rest of the night yeah, yeah if i'm like doing that i'll because i've got to set up for the um for the dj stuff and then ceremony and canapes i've just got a little sort of um battery powered yeah amp yeah okay. which is like it's it's definitely fine for that sort of stuff because you just want to be sitting in the background you know you don't mm. want to be blasting out like dj at the end of the night yeah so with that said, in terms of coverage, what's your ideal suggestion in terms of what couples are booking musicians for for their day? Like what do I prefer? No, like, like as in... How many hours are they sort of expected to be able to get if they're locking one musician in yeah. for both ceremony through to reception? What are they kind of looking at in that terms of package? But then say if it was just a ceremony to end of canopy hour yeah what do you kind of offer that's like what i used to do was just like ceremony which i would sort of kick things off like half an hour prior to the actual ceremony just as like guests are arriving because it's just i think it's so much more inviting when there's some music there and a musician playing as guests arrive because sometimes they can just it can be a little bit awkward like am i in the right spot or what Mm. do we do Mm. so i normally kick things off like half an hour before do the ceremony and then it's just like one or two hours for canopy hour. So I used to do that a lot, but now like the biggest package I do is from like start to finish, which is like seven to eight hours. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And then that's, yeah. So with the ceremony, it's usually half an hour before 
the ceremony starts and then what an hour to two like post ceremony yeah. while guests are so that'd be like mingling yeah. yeah and they're taking their family photos and exactly. that sort of stuff yeah well that's sort of what we push for when we're doing up helping couples do up their run sheets as well we want to try and maximize the time that couples are having with their guests during that canopy time so they yeah. can like listen to the musician mm. hang with guests yeah. have some food you know have some drinks before they move into the reception so that's yeah. good DJ versus band, you've had experience with both. Yeah. So what are some of the things that couples should consider when either booking a DJ or a band for their reception? Now it comes down to personal preference, mm. but like outside of that, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, once again, flexibility. Like, you know, if you've got a band that's got this set list and you don't like those songs, mm. probably don't book the band. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You know, like, but like, I know like a lot of couples like love the energy of a live performance, mm. which is, you know, like it's sick at the time. But if that band's not willing to learn the songs that they want, you know, then it's, mm. yeah, it's probably best to get a DJ because, but I guess then it's the flexibility of the DJ too. Like some DJs probably only play certain sets. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's easy enough for a DJ just to go and buy a track, you know, like if the couple goes, these are the songs we want. Here's like 30 songs, 30 bangers that we definitely want. Mm. Like they can just go yeah. iTunes or whatever, buy those tracks. Mm. Yeah, and there are like some... like a band's not going to learn 30 songs. Fully. Yeah, true. And there are some like amazing bands and there's some not so amazing bands either. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah, you... And a lot of the time at the wedding you're hearing the same song like over and over and over again. They've almost got like a wedding... So you do want a bit of versatility. Yeah. I had a bride that booking. booked a live band and I think she thought it was going to be one thing and then they started playing. And I remember her coming up oh. to me being like, they're fucking shit. How do I tell them they're shit and to stop playing all this music? So I remember you coming home from that wedding yeah. that night. No, yeah. like, the band ruined their night. Yeah, she was <laughs> yeah. very upset. Yeah, so <laughs> it's <laughs> make or break. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that happened at a re- uh, wedding recently too that I was at and I was a guest... <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, she was like, can you tell them to like not play these songs? I was like, I'm going to stay away <laughs> I from cannot that. do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh. it's, just, it's a tough one because I did go to another wedding recently and the band was like, it was sick. It was yeah. like one of the maddest yeah. dance floors I'd seen. Mm. Yeah. It was, it was super fun. Yeah. So what would be your main piece of advice for couples in the midst of planning their weddings? Uh, make sure you like, in terms of working with the musician. Yeah. Mm. Oh, just, yeah, make sure that everything's clear. Like, Ask make sure everybody <laughs> understands what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fully, okay. Because yeah, you might, like, not be so clear in how you're communicating. This actually just happened, like, because I had to do something for the first dance, which was two songs. And then one of them was, like, an acoustic version, and then one of them was the actual studio version. Yeah. And initially, I thought they wanted me to sing the acoustic version, and then like cue in the, um, the studio version on the DJ mm-hmm. oh. sort of thing. And that's kind of what I had in my head the whole time. And then like the day before the wedding, I was just like, yep, yep. He was like, is, is this going to work? I was like, yeah, definitely. But it's going to take me a bit of time to like mm. get from like singing to jumping behind the booth and like cueing it up. He was like, wait, what do you mean? And I was like, hang on. <laughs> I was like, am I like singing the acoustic version or like queuing it up DJ? He was like, oh, or DJ. And I was like, oh my oh. God. <laughs> I'm Can like, I'm imagine? glad we spoke. 
because yeah, I was just like, oh my god, that would have been a disaster. Yeah, fully. Yeah, just being super clear and transparent in yeah, the communication. But, yeah, <laughs> but like sometimes, like I'll chat with clients and like they were like, can we talk over the phone? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But like, but email me too because I'm like, you know, like yeah. how many like clients you're dealing with? You're like, I'm not going to remember this conversation. Yes. Mm. So I have everything in writing because like I don't know, I've got my like. Google Documents where I do my booking agreements, mm. Google Calendar, yeah. and then I've got emails and there's like 50 million different email threads <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Where are all these details? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's very true. So I yeah, think just that's make a, sure yeah. everything's clear. Yeah, yeah. And you're both on the same page before yeah. the big day. Yeah. Fully. That's a good good piece of advice. <laughs> well, Epic, thanks, Duane. Um, we, thanks for having we, me. We I was love, just thinking we should have been wearing your merch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, Duane and Only <laughs> merch or Madeline? <laughs> No, Duane and only merch. Haven't you seen the tees? No. They I look sick. Brought some definitely, yeah. definitely yeah, want to grab one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'll hook you guys up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we love your stuff and we love seeing you at weddings. So all, all the couples out there in the midst of looking to plan their wedding and booking a musician, how do people hear your music and, and find you? Insta. Heaps of people hit me up through Insta. Yeah. And that's also got my email in there. There's an email button. So yeah, people hit me up through DMs, but... I prefer to have everything in email. So yeah. you can like start <laughs> stuff. You just yeah. want like one place. Yes, yeah, one you place. just want one place. Yeah. So email, yeah. let's go with email. Yeah, let's go with email. yeah. no, yeah. no Which, Instagram DMs. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, it's yeah. a mess. Email is the one because then you can just keep track of everything. Yeah. Fully. Um, yeah, that's through Instagram or website, oneandonly.com. Epic. Sick. All right, thanks, Duane, and uh, we appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure.